0: To the very first episode of rabbit holes podcast i am one of your hosts Elise, and i'm andrea your other host andrea
1: oh i know andy sorry
0: <laughs> yeah we call her andy um we're very happy to have you here with us today very excited um for our first episode we kind of want to tell you uh why we're doing this and where we come from and all that jazz so um andy do you happen to remember
1: where the idea for this podcast came up. Oh, I don't know. Probably. So we, we Lisa and I used to work together for many, many moons. (laughs) And uh, I don't know. This came up like many years ago. We Mm -hmm. should just do a podcast either about rabbit holes or the train wrecks we see on Facebook with our two ideas. So. Yes. Uh, I think it came up while I was off
0: on leave. That is true. And I was spending a lot of time watching TLC episodes. Oh my God, yes. And that's where the idea came up. And I think the first rabbit hole we jointly faddled down together was the whole idea of sex dolls. <gasps> I never remember that. Yes. And uh, it was ugly. It started with an episode of TLC's
1: My Strange Addiction,
0: maybe, for some dude. No, it was
1: like a documentary right. remember, like a TLC, quote, unquote, documentary. Right. Uh,
0: I don't know how I got there, but I remember where I ended up was watching some dude fuck a sex doll for, like, really far too long. (laughs) I
1: did not end
0: up there. <laughs> and as I'm watching, I'm like, why is this dude so quiet? This is really, really creepy. And I was so freaked out because he wasn't making any sound. Of well, course, obviously. the doll wasn't making any sound. And I couldn't figure out like what was happening. Uh, and that's when I realized that uh, I didn't have the volume up on my phone. <laughs> was not the proudest moment. So I felt the need to share that.
1: I <laughs> remember. And- There it is. We have a snort in the first episode. Oh, they used to go to that bed and breakfast, wasn't it, for their convention?
0: Yes. Oh, anyway, that happened, and we spent far too long on text talking about it, and someone said, this should be a podcast. And then four years happened, and two babies, and jobs, and so here we are. Finally, finally, finally. Oh my god, I forgot about the sex dolls. (laughs) How could I ever forget about sex dolls? (laughs) So the whole idea of a rabbit hole podcast is to dive down the creepiest rabbit holes that you can find online or just the most interesting. And while prepping for the show, Andy and I realized that we have two different approaches to rabbit holes. Mine is
1: find a topic and do a real deep dive and get real weird with it. And mine is more of a... Because I have the attention span of a slug, Uh, I go from multiple topics ping-ponging all over the place and you never know where it's going to end up. So usually mine are two or three wonderfully weird, somewhat related topics.
0: Right. Not to say that we won't do the other style every so often, just to give you an idea of what to expect. So let's get into it. Let's go down the first rabbit hole. And we felt the most democratic and fair way to figure out who's going first is good old-fashioned rock paper scissors so you ready yeah ready one paper scissors ah both scissors one two three both paper one two three god damn it (laughs) both scissors this is the problem this is what i was worried about in this podcast is that we're too alike that is true and so rock paper scissors might be difficult Also, I'm terrified we're going to show up with the same topic one day. I am also terrified that we're going to show up. damn it. Okay. Last one. Yeah. One, two, three. (laughs) Both rock. (laughs) One, two, three. Both scissors. No. Scissors and paper. Scissors and paper. There's the first blonde moment for me for the episode. So that means I get to go first. So my first rabbit hole to take you all down Is the rabbit hole that I happen to fall down so often it is upsetting to me. I love watching 22 minute sitcoms, binge watching them, and one of my favorite ones to binge watch is New Girls. And there's an episode where the boys bet Jess, the main character, the new girl, if you will, that she's too superficial to date, just random, like she has to have a real good connection with a guy to date. And so to prove her wrong, prove them wrong, Jess picks up a dude at a bar and he's really hot, but it turns out he has a micro penis. Yeah. The look on your face, same look on my face every time. So every time I watch this episode, I end up on a Google image search because I figure there has to be new images popping up, right? Are there? Every time. Dude's just no shame. <laughs> they will whip their dick out for any reason is That's what I am yes, yes. Yes. So, I fall down this rabbit hole every time I watch it. Uh, watch this one episode. So, the question is, what exactly is a micropenis? It is defined as the stretched penile length of less than 2.5 standard deviations below the mean for age. So depending on what age you are, it differs. At birth, it's less than 2.5 centimeters. And in a grown male, it's less than four centimeters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you think of like an inch being your thumb from the last knuckle to the tip, no pun intended, then a micropenis is about half that, maybe a little bit less. So we're doing the math for our Canadian slash American listeners. Uh, We use centimeters, you guys use crazy inches. So picture half an inch or so. Uh, Now, this is not to be consumed or confused with the phenomenon known as buried penis, which often occurs in obese gentlemen because they have too much fat around their junk and it makes it look smaller. This is when you take a penis and you stretch it against a ruler and it only comes out four centimeters in an adult. Uh, causes is the underproduction of testosterone in the womb, as one would expect, and it lasts throughout uh, puberty. Side of, like Oftentimes when uh, you have a micropenis, you also happen to have either a cleft lip or palate, uh, slow growth overall generally, but especially between the six and the 12-month uh, window, and uh, abnormally descended testes. So sorry, gentlemen, but the whole area is not going well for you. <laughs> she be tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, treatment, uh, as a baby, you'd get a testosterone shot every three months and it usually jump starts the, the testosterone needed to expand the penis. Um, so they can grow to normal length as an adult and they can use them, good for them. Uh, but it, it comes with reduced, um, fertility. <laughs> What made me laugh, and oh, by the way, all this information is coming off of Medscape.com, they actually felt the need to clarify that circumcisions should be avoided. No shit. Yeah, I mean. Let's mm, not take away what's not there. Exactly. I mean, give the poor kid a chance, right? Uh, Prognosis is good for boys who get early treatment. Uh, Like I said, though, infertility should be expected. Uh, and because there are hormonal issues involved, uh, there are some mortality concerns based around the failure to thrive concept for infants, but if it's caught and treated properly, then everything should be good in the long run. So that was the scientific background behind a micropenis. That's not what we're here for.
1: No. No. So
0: I went to the good old standby Buzzfeed and I found a listicle called... 14 women tell what it's like having sex with a micropenis. Of course. Compiled by Katie Nutopoulos. Sorry, Katie, if I mispronounced that. So, in the intro to her article, Katie says, or she quotes a doctor that says, the actual condition is somewhat rare, but it affects one out of every 200 men. So that ain't better. Uh, thank you, right? That's that's actually pretty high. like <laughs> Common, I should say. So... I don't know what that doctor was thinking. Like, I think that like, I know about 200 guys. Some well, some not so well. But, like, and when I say no, I mean, like, friends, acquaintances, yeah. work people.
1: One of those dudes, micropenis.
0: Yeah, at least. That's not that rare. Like, that's not rare. No.
1: No. That's the funny thing is, now that every time I'm in a large group of men, I will be yes. trying to calculate how many micropenises <laughs> are in a room. Who's swinging large and who's not?
0: You can ask yourself that every time.
1: Swing low.
0: The general takeaway of all of these 14 women who tell all about having sex with a micropenis is that size doesn't matter, and the guy does. So, okay, motion of the ocean and all that, but, like, Usually means that he's compensating
1: with his oral talents, I would assume. You would think so, (laughs) but of these 14 lists, it's a
0: bit of a mixed bag and and i've got some stories here so from the good side of things comes from a poster called anonymous which i mean own it at that point anyway she says i was uh, in my semester abroad he was insanely sexy and had a foreign accent which obs only made him a lot sexier while we were hooking up i discovered this teeny tiny little penis we did not have sex but he pleasured me in other ways and then on his side, she says, my then roommate can testify to the fact that I was pleasured. Which, ew. Like, <laughs> you know what? I get it. The moment, the heat of the moment. Like, just shh. Just get- like, shh. <laughs> Come on. Let's be reasonable. Uh, Anonymous continues, uh, the size of his peen was not discussed. And you know what? He was so good looking and smart and lovely that I don't regret it one bit. He is now, according to Facebook, happily married and a father. Good for him and his small penis. (laughs) How did you just throw that in there. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, So uh, Anonymous had a good experience. Uh, Buddy compensated, as you say. However, men are trash
1: in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, hold your horses, ladies and gentlemen. Like, there's good ones, but like, let's be honest with ourselves in general. So here we have another Anonymous story. Who says, I was about to sleep with a guy I've gone on several dates with. I didn't say anything because I would die if someone said something to me on first coitus about my genitals. But I literally felt nothing when we fuck. And he does nothing to even try to help me out. And when it was over, he was like, did you like that? And I was like, actually, no. And then suggested that he might want to help me out. I leave it alone. And the next time I'm like, okay, surely he'll attempt to give me an orgasm in another way. And he does not. And I stop him and explain he might want to, and he's confused. And then I'm like, well, I didn't feel anything last time either. His response is, are you saying I have a small dick? Which, I mean, come on. We both know the scores on that one, right? Like, (laughs) we both have eyes. Anonymous tells him, well, you do. And then he screams, maybe you just have a huge vagina. Which, mm. and so she left. He was literally two inches. And a normal condom looked like a muumuu on it. <laughs> muumuu. Mm-hmm. A muumuu. <moo-moo. laughs> Why guys think the fault is our vaginas? I don't know. Like you see these memes online of guys who like we don't like women with big vaginas. Like it's not how a vagina works. No. Also, like the number of guys you fuck does not dictate the size of your vagina in any way, shape, or form. It's a muscle. It bounces back. Having had two babies, it bounces back. You know this. Also, the fact that if you're going to fuck 50 guys once or one guy 50 times, the yeah. same
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, one of the other people who popped up in this uh, BuzzFeed list, uh, her name is Mary. She has some advice for the ladies. Uh, it's don't be judgmental. Just go with it. Because small penises need love, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Motion of the ocean and all that. Still. Uh, as a reminder to everyone, uh, condoms are still a must, regardless of size. That is true. <laughs> um, and the editor's comment on this listicle, which I completely agree with, is that men who refuse to wear condoms should be put in a cannon and fired at the moon. Agreed.
1: Agreed. So, ladies and gentlemen, be Rubber safe. Wrap up. <laughs> which I'm always giving one of uh, the young acquaintances Dan and I have. Crap for good. Dan being your husband. Yes, Dan being my husband. That's... Yes. It's just good sense. Yes. Not only can you, you know, maybe impregnate one of these crazy ladies, but you could just get an STD. Yes. Either way. Yeah. Just, 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 just,
0: just wrap it up. It's not that expensive. No. It doesn't take very long. It really doesn't. If pay. you can't sustain through the process, you don't deserve to be having sex. Exactly. So, um, the last, uh, little journey through this rabbit hole, uh, took me to Cosmopolitan. Oh, of course. Why did I know we were going to end up at Cosmo? <laughs> oh, good old Cosmo. Cosmo kind of came out of left field, though, on this one and uh, took away some of the comedy of the whole situation. Oh. It was an article written by a gentleman who goes by the name of JF, and it's titled, I'm tired of being ashamed of my micropenis. JF is one inch when flaccid. So, again, that's the... Last knuckle to the tip of your thumb. And uh, 2.7 inches when hard. Uh, You know he's measured it. When he gives you a 2.7, he describes it as the equivalent in volumes of two cocktail sausages. So. Also has, yeah. Compared. uh, Good luck getting that image out of your head.
1: No, thanks. (laughs)
0: Um, The average American penis, according to this article, is 2.8 to 3.9 inches when soft and 4.7 to 6.3 inches went hard. So oh. I've been lucky, I
1: guess. I know, she's <laughs> <laughs> awfully on
0: the small <laughs> side of But we are Canadian, that to be fair, and those are American numbers. That's so, um, JF says that his shame comes from society mocking his condition. So I feel a little bit bad about this whole situation and a little bit bad about loving that episode of New Girl so much, but still. Uh, what broke my heart is he's only had one sexual experience.
1: Aww. It was in
0: college. And when he dropped her out, the girl giggled. I mean, heartbreaking. Like one of those posters from Bud Speed said, like, you just, just, just go with it. Like, nobody likes comments on their genitals. Like, no. come on. What I did not appreciate was Cosmo's selection of images to go along with the story included a baby carrot. Which...
1: Come on. Low-hanging fruit. I mean. And so we're mean. going to read this article about this poor guy feeling mocked, and we're going to put some baby carrots. Exactly. Nice. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Cosmo. Keeping it a classy. Always. Uh, Cosmo is where I learned the term back, crack,
0: and sack wax. So you need me to go that again? Slow that down? Yes, please. <laughs> back, crack, and sack wax. If a man is going to demand that women have Brazilians then he should respond and promise to get a back crack and sack wax. Yeah, (laughs) it was a real jaw-dropper sentence, I'm not going to lie. One and only time reading Cosmo for that reason. Back to JF. Uh, His takeaway is that uh, men with small penises aren't seen as being good enough for women. I know, heartbreaking. And it's basically just male body shaming. It's easy to make fun of. And I'm not going to accept a man making fun of my imperfections. There is no shame in this plus size game. So why are we making fun of microbeans? I I know, right? I started this rabbit hole so, like, ooh, excellent. And I ended it feeling really bad about myself. But
1: in all fairness, we really only made fun of the guy who wasn't willing to, like, Help help I don't care help. if you have a big dick or a tiny dick. If you ain't willing to help a sister out, then... Regardless, yeah, you're trash and don't deserve my time. Exactly. DJ whatever your name
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, maybe the next time I watch that one episode of New Girl, I won't be so quick to jump into the... No, I'm, I'm lying. I'm going to keep Google searching for that image search, but uh, maybe I'll giggle a little bit less. But it is what it is. <laughs>
1: Also, maybe not put pictures of your penis out there, boys.
0: No, keep doing that. No, I mean, keep doing that on Google image search. Don't send them to me. Yeah. yeah. Unsolicited dick pics, no over the line. I, you can assume if you send me an unsolicited dick pic, all of my friends are going to see it. Yeah. Every single one. And now we have a website, so you can also assume it's going to end up there. Yeah. So a little bit of warning. I don't get dick pics. Oh, actually, no. <laughs> I have gotten my first dick pic recently. I hope it's from your husband. Yes, it is. <laughs>
1: You might go. want to edit that out because you might be a little ashamed.
0: <laughs> nah, he'll be fine. <laughs> no shame in this game. So yeah, that's my first rabbit hole. Oh, we definitely cannot let him listen to that. <laughs> Sorry! It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, that's my first rabbit hole. A frequent one that I journey down, and I hope everyone enjoyed it.
1: I did? Yes! <laughs> so what about yours? What's your rabbit hole? So mine is actually rabbit holes. Oh, so the term, the saying. We, getting meta with it. Yeah, getting meta with it. So as we all know, uh, rabbit hole is a term. Well, it's an actual hole that rabbits live in, but it's also a term from Alice in Wonderland when Alice, bored by not just her beautiful summer day, but life in general, and follows the white rabbit down his hole and tumbles down it into a weird world of talking caterpillars, disappearing cats, and murderous queens.
0: Yes, it is my favorite book. And also a sustained drug episode.
1: Yeah, Yeah. oh, definitely some LSD in there. (laughs) The term rabbit hole for most of history has either meant a hole in which a rabbit lives, as I said, or this sort of Alice in Wonderland stumble into a bizarre alternate reality that I'm pretty sure is just fueled by drugs. (laughs) However, now the term seems everywhere with a slightly new meaning. Because as we talked about, now when rabbit hole is used, it rarely means a journey to somewhere trippy and strange. But it's you got sidetracked by something, usually by accident, and spending way more time on the topic than it seems to have warranted. <laughs> example. Of the, this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and the hours Lisa spent looking yes. at penises. Uh, <laughs> for example, the other night I was trying to answer the question of what can a guy wear that is sexy and got stuck? Sucked into a wonderful Google world of sexy underwear for men. And it is going to be a visual uh, rabbit hole for you guys at some point. For our Patreon. uh, For our Patreon listeners. Because uh, I spent a good 30 minutes laughing sending screenshots to Elise (laughs) and uh, to my husband. And so hopefully sometime I'll get together to put a blog post or something. uh, Because that was pretty hilarious and really graphic. So maybe if you ladies or gentlemen out there just want to sexy underwear for men you'll get way more pain than you thought you needed can i just say thank god for
0: messaging on apple products because if we had to actually pay for our text messaging and
1: if we didn't have an unlimited
0: plan like my mortgage payment would be on
1: i know i'd be (laughs) spending more in talking to you than i would in my daycare (laughs) Uh, so before the internet, if you wanted to look up something, like, I don't know if you could look up micropenises as deeply, uh, you went to the library, or if you wanted to watch a movie, you had to go theater or go to Blockbuster. Now, kids, a library is a <laughs> place where you go
0: to get books for free. You borrow them. And a Blockbuster is a mythical place that no longer exists. I think there's one in Alaska. One in Alaska, and it's uh, where you had to get there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday if you wanted to get the new release. Yeah. (laughs) So you would rent
1: a movie. Uh, Now we have, for better or worse, the internet, unlimited distraction. The giver of a million ways to get from A to K to Z to B without hitting all the letters in between. Uh, you can choose an idea for uh, an unlimited amount of time from seemingly unlimited enough sources, right from your bathroom because that's where I do most of mine. I mean, I think society took a giant
0: step forward with the invention of the phone and the internet. I mean, just because we have so much information at our disposal now, but now also you don't have to read the back of your shampoo bottle
1: that, that is you're true in there for a while. Yeah, I know. So we don't know how to like do our shampoos anymore. I know. So this is where our idea came from, obviously. The unlimited amount of distraction. Like, you go, I'm going to look up clothes for the kids. And then you end up, like, 30 minutes researching.
0: In your case, you usually end up on Goop and then uh, texting me about how crazy Gwyneth
1: Paltrow is. Yes, I hate Goop. We'll probably do a Goop. Steaming your (laughs) vaginas is never a good idea, people. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, And Googling rabbit holes, I was reminded that there was a great uh, movie with Nicole Kidman in it called Rabbit Hole. Yeah. It's based on a play. Um, It focuses on a couple, but eight months after the death of their only child. Nicole Kidman plays the role of Becca, a stone-faced but broken woman. You know, that sort of... Every Nicole Kidman role ever. Yeah, recently. (laughs) But she does it really well. Right. I mean, if you've got that character in your movie, you want... Right. Because she plays that flawlessly.
0: I saw an article. Somebody was talking about Keanu Reeves having, like, very limited range. But his limited range was really good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he does what he does and he does it well. Right.
1: Apparently, he's actually also married to one out of writer. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, she just plays it really well. But she's trying to deal with her grief after losing her son. Her marriage, her whole life sort of crumbles around her. It's an ad- 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 adaptation of a play which originally starred Cynthia Nixon.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: and the play was a huge success. It got Nixon a Tony and the writer David Lindsay Abares, a Pulitzer okay. for a drama. Uh, Kidman was also acclaimed for her role, and she got a bunch of nominations, but no actual wins. And she also produced the movie via hmm. uh, her company, Blossom Films. So sisters doing it for themselves way to go uh, so she is trying to figure out how to survive the grief of losing her young son who runs out in front of a car and is killed one of her very very poor coping mechanisms is stalking the young man who was driving the car it wasn't like a drunk driver it was just the kid ran out didn't right. have time ran out of the yard, ran out between cars right. and this kid who just got his license oh, was God. sadly yeah, played by Miles Teller um, so he is also dealing with his own grief and uh-huh. guilt. Like, I, if I remember correctly, he doesn't drive anymore. Cause, oh, boy. Yeah. Would you? Uh, so she stalks him uh, and takes a very unnatural interest in this this young man.
0: How so, unnatural?
1: No, no, nothing like that. Just, yeah, it's just stalking him. And, right. You know. uh, so his one way that he's coping with his guilt is drawing this comic, and the comic is called Rabbit Hole. Okay. Where the characters slip down rabbit holes into other parallel worlds. Mmm. Alright. Which brings us to our next topic. <laughs> the movie's actually really good. Take a take a look at it. It's it's really really well done. It's sort of a slow burner. Not like a because you see it after the child dies, so it's not like you see the drama of the kid dying. Right, it's right. just this sort of meta look at the cracks in the family that happens after. Right. Such a grief Chicken time. Um uh, so most of us know the idea of parallel worlds from mm-hmm. comics and sci-fi, Doctor Who, etc. Rose. I know. Still can't oh, get God. over that. She gets trapped in that mar- parallel world. Um We're also Doctor Who fans. But did you know that it's actually a real theory in physics? Oh. Yes. So Hugh Everett III, nope. the dad of the eels, a band. Okay frontman e in 1957 first proposed the many worlds interpretation of quantum physics which he termed his relative state formation so it was just that this because there's so many atoms in the universe and they only can create in certain ways or bond that there's probably bubble universes bumping up against us so at first he was scorned for his idea uh, because it sounds that it betcha- sounds crazy, a bonkers, yeah. <laughs> uh, but in recent years, it's actually taken uh, taken on some ground in quantum physics circles because it does explain some things that they can't explain. Like what? Um, I don't really understand. Okay, you uh, mean
0: your quantum physics
1: degree is not yeah be useful? It's, yeah, it's not coming useful at all. <laughs> um, but it just explains helps to explain some questions. But there's lots of people who go no because there is only a certain. We have no idea that our universe has limits to begin with so our universe could be infinite so those things could be happening but the very basics terms this theory says that there's a large and many infinite numbers of universes that sort of bump up against each other and everything could that could have happened in our past but did not has occurred elsewhere elsewhere so there is an andy in all these multiple universes that has kids that doesn't have kids that didn't leave Newfoundland to come to Ontario that, you know, so right. all of those sliding doors, if anybody remembers that Gwyneth Paltrow movie, uh, all those sliding doors has happened. Right. So there's infinite numbers of you that have already lived all those potential lives that you could have lived.
0: But like think of all the little decisions that you make day to day. Yeah. Like I chose to drive through uh, Tim Hortons instead of uh, McDonald's for breakfast. I would never go to McDonald's, but you know what I mean. Like, there's an Elise in this universe, potentially somewhere, that went to McDonald's. That also means there's an Elise in a potential universe somewhere who's hooking up with John Ham right now. Is what I'm learning from this. Yes, I want to be that one.
1: (laughs) The ham bone.
0: The ham bone. Not a micro penis. (laughs) No.
1: No shame for your. No shame for those gentlemen.
0: If you look like John Ham up top, I got no problem with the damn below either. So.
1: They're things you can get. Yeah. Help a sister out. <laughs> That's what Amazon's for. Yeah. Wicked wandas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So the, there's just these all these potential yous running around that have lived all your life that you chose not to live in this one. Right. Oh, which is really trippy. Uh, so the theory has never obviously been proven or disproven, uh, which I think is actually the point of quantum physics. Okay. I, I don't know if many of their theories have really been proven. Right. Fair enough.
0: I know, like, literally nothing. Like, I stopped taking sciences as quickly as possible in high school. Yeah, I
1: didn't really understand a lot of physics, but I, I think the like, point of quantum physics is. I'm still... just
0: assuming it's somehow linked to the old TV show Quantum Leap. <laughs> that's my
1: that's my background. Like, you know, string theory really hasn't been right proven. The Huron Collider still hasn't really done what they thought it would do. I don't think. So.
0: Well, I don't know. Remember, like in 2012, like some sort of weasel or something got into it and yes, that's true. mini explosion and shut things down. And then you look back at like how terrible things have been going for the last few years, and it kind of all started around 2012. So some people are like that weasel like knocked us into a side existence. Oh, maybe knocked us into a
1: parallel world. There you go. Where
0: Trump slash right? destroyed us in some way. Which I believe. so there
1: is a parallel world where John McCain became president. There's a parallel world where Hillary Hillary got it. President yeah oh boy I want to go to there <laughs> yeah there's a parallel world where John McCain did not have to pick Sarah Palin as running mate that's true that's probably the one where he got to be president
0: oh I remember they're coming off of Bush that is true who up until 2016s was like the
1: worst president <laughs> ever that is also true. and now looks like a fucking little belt winner I know <laughs> in like all categories <laughs> Didn't he start a commencement speech by like, how do you like me now? Yeah. <laughs> I love that he could take a mickey off of himself. The man didn't really take himself too seriously, which... No, which was the problem back then. Yes. <laughs> but our current problem is that he takes himself too
0: seriously. Right. Maybe he could... Even as Canadians, this bothers us to no
1: end. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> So, but it's trippy to think of many Andys or many Elises, like some that we wouldn't have never met, because maybe you didn't (gasps) take that job at Cousin. No, we're, we're destined. Yes,
0: (laughs) it it was in the stars. (laughs) Uh,
1: So yeah, so uh, that was sort of, so maybe my first foray into a rabbit hole on this podcast was more Carolinian, because it's trippy to think of all of those, like,
0: you fell down every single rabbit hole there ever could or would be.
1: And, and at least they're somewhat linked. True. So there's a. No, but like you fell down in the infinite rabbit holes. I know. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, was like, I think, I think there's like Andy running around with 50 babies. <sighs> <laughs> like,
0: we would have to discuss that. Two, two is enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I love my children. Two <laughs> is definitely enough.
0: I mean, they're fucking adorable, but like still, yeah. too many
1: too many <laughs> <laughs> the drunk wobbles <laughs> yeah so yeah that's my first rabbit hole which is a rabbit hole in itself very very interesting Thank you. yeah so that
0: is our rabbit holes for this week um we are new to this obviously uh we would love for you to connect with us and uh, kind of join our little community. Uh, we have a website, www.rabbitholespodcast.com. Uh, check it out. There's information there about us, about the show. Um, if you wanna email us, our uh, email is rabbitholespodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, rabbitholespod um we have a
1: facebook page yes sorry i don't have my script
0: and uh we have an instagram uh rabbit holes podcast so be sure that you connect with us uh in some way let us know what you think uh what it is you would suggest we uh, do for future rabbit holes if you have something that you love spending far too much time on um yeah
1: uh, the Twitter will be manned solely by Lise because uh, <laughs> I avoid Twitter like the plague because that's a rabbit hole into itself. Oh, it's, it is it is both affirming in my hatred for
0: humanity and yet life affirming because um, cute dog and cat videos. Mm.
1: So, uh, My Twitter is solely dictated by what BuzzFeed lists have up for mm. Twitter posts, yeah. Uh, so we also have Patreon, Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, which you will be will be able to see on the Patreon site, but also on our website uh, on the support tab. Uh, so there's lots of fun stuff coming, and some not so secret secret parts of our website for our wonderful Patreon supporters um, from the velveteen oh, mm-hmm. tier and above. Mm-hmm all of our patreon tiers are
0: named after famous rabbits yes so pick your favorite (laughs) we've got bugs we've got easter we've got velveteen i was gonna do a jessica rabbit but then i felt that was too sexual so we skipped that and went straight to roger Yeah.
1: Uh, We also have some merch at Redbubble, not uh, a ton right now, but just some of their logos, and we have our regular logo, and we have our emo logo for our emo listeners out there. It's all black and misunderstood. (laughs) So, yeah, um, we hope you enjoyed today, uh, and
0: uh, you'll join us in the future next week. And you got to remember that if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Bye, guys. Bye.